Hello and welcome to Mindful of Everything with me, Agrita, a podcast giving an insight to the minds of deep thinkers, where in each episode I'll be discussing various thoughts and questions deep thinkers often find themselves mindful of, from topics such as climate change to self-development and everything else in between. So, let the journey of mind unravelling begin now. Hello deep thinkers and welcome back to Mindful of Everything after basically like three weeks of a break. I really wanted to of course release an episode much earlier but because of the pandemic and everyone having to quarantine which is of course necessary that really did affect my mental health, kind of my well-being and I wasn't in a correct mindset to create any episodes. So I do apologise for that, I am back to normal and I really hope that everyone is focusing on, of course, the instructions given by the government to help contain this pandemic. Everyone is doing well in quarantine. Again, I mentioned this uh, a few weeks back, but my DMs are still really open for people that are struggling in this pandemic. I definitely was, but I've been able to come back from that. And um, if you're having any problems, then you can still DM me. I really did want to create an episode just on pandemics and how they spread, how they originate, etc. But like I said, my mindset was just completely destroyed back then. So I thought, okay, let me just focus on something that could perhaps help people that are struggling in this pandemic, in this quarantine, especially those that have been affected or their loved ones have been affected. So I thought, okay, maybe I should release something that is more engaging. I know that We are constantly hearing news and it's not good. Um, So I don't really think anybody really wants to be hearing more information about pandemics. So I thought, okay, maybe I can save that for another day and I should release something that can actually help people in this time. So instead of focusing on the background of the pandemic, so science behind it all, I decided to focus on the coping mechanisms, the kind of aftermath that happens um, during something like this, something big like this has affected basically every single person on this planet. So this episode is basically on staying positive and this really doesn't just apply to the pandemic and how it's affected people's well-being, mental health, etc. This is just applicable to basically anything, just life in general. Before you close this episode thinking that this is going to be some sort of pep talk or I'm going to give you like a recipe to become more positive, rest assured, if I have anything in this world that I really do not like, it is seeing people on Instagram saying how to be positive in three steps, or how to be positive overnight, etc. All those like gurus on the internet that say that they can make you the most positive person in the world. Staying positive, being positive is not something that can happen overnight, not something that is set. Every single person is unique, so how you become positive, how you stay positive is going to be unique to you. So that's why I don't really like to have a list of ways on how you can stay positive because everybody is different. The sorts of experiences we have are different. So there is no way that we can tell every single person that this is the way to be positive. It's like mental health as well. You can't really tell somebody how to improve their mental health because every single person is different, what they experience is different, how they think is different. 
So rest assured, this is not a pep talk or not a guide to becoming positive because I do really, really dislike stuff like that. So if this is not a pep talk, this is not a guide, what am I really going to be talking about today? Each and every one of us have our own stories to tell. Our lives are basically stories that no one else can tell better than ourselves. Podcasters basically do just that. They either tell stories about themselves or they tell stories about other people. They base their podcast on stories on other people. That's why I really started podcasting. I just love telling the stories. I love hearing stories. So essentially this episode and any of the personal episodes I've created so far, they just tell my story. I personalise them so I can tell my story to the best of of my ability and that way you can kind of pick out things that are suited to you and you can apply them to your own lives. I think giving yourself as an example to others is the best thing you can really do when you have been successful in doing something. There is no such way in becoming positive and staying positive but the truth is there are some people that are more positive than others and these people basically tend to be happier and perhaps healthier individuals if not physically then definitely mentally. So what I really think is important is to pick out key habits that these positive people have and try to apply them to your life. Some of these habits won't suit you because of just how you are, the situations that you face, the kind of environment you're in, and some of these habits will really suit you. So it's all about kind of trial and error. Staying positive, having a positive mindset for a long time, working towards a positive mindset requires work, just like basically anything. If you want to have a big house, you need to work for that. If you want to have Essentially anything in life you need to work towards it. Makes sense. So just like how you work towards anything else, to have a positive mindset you need to work towards that. That's why I don't like those things that, you know, give three steps in becoming more positive. It requires work and it requires time as well. Nothing will happen overnight. The key thing to remember here is that you need to build yourself into a better person No one else can really help you except yourself and how you do this is entirely up to you, not up to anybody else. So if somebody becomes more positive in one way and it doesn't really kind of suit your needs, then don't do it in that way. Our lives are very unique, our paths will also be very unique, so why not just create that path to a positive mindset yourself? However, One thing that ties us all together that makes us very similar is that we are human and so if you look at any positive person you know they will always have key habits that basically overlap with any other positive person you know. So positive people do tend to have habits that are basically similar to other positive people. It makes sense because no matter how unique we are the types of emotions we feel are essentially the same. Of course emotions will vary depending on the intensity in which you feel emotions, um, the kind of time frame that you feel these emotions, how long they last. So in that sense it's quite different but the emotions we feel are basically the same. So positive people have habits that are very very similar to each other. So if you were to pick up these habits and try to apply them to your life then it will really really benefit you. To be really honest with you, I didn't want to create this episode just because of the pandemic. I actually wanted to release this episode quite earlier on, but looking at how things kind of went, I decided to release other stuff. Um, I decided to release this now because it really fitted in with everything that's going on. 
I actually wanted to create this episode because, like I said, podcasting is a way for people to tell their stories. And this episode essentially really, really tells my story in a very good way. So when I was talking about picking out the key habits of positive people, I actually identify as one of those positive people or people that are relatively positive, so more positive than most people. This is not me bragging about anything, it's basically the truth. I have noticed this quite a lot when I talk to others and people have actually pointed it out quite often to me that I tend to look at situations in a more positive way than others. So when most people are kind of sulking over something that didn't go their way, I am kind of already finding the solutions. It has definitely been a difficult journey coming to where I am right now in terms of positivity. But it was definitely worth the wait, it was definitely worth the amount of effort that I put in. So in this episode, I'll basically be giving you the four kind of key ways I maintain a positive mindset. Most of them, I think all of them, are really straightforward. Some things that you've heard, of course, but we do need that reminder. And I hope this this is basically a reminder to you all. If you identify as one of those positive people, then I hope you do relate to this. If you're somebody that is kind of struggling to maintain positivity and really wants to work on that, then I hope that you can apply these things. Again, these are not steps or this is not a recipe to a positive mind. These are basically key traits that I've picked up in myself that really, really helps me in staying positive, especially on how I think and how I perceive certain things. I'm pretty sure there are tons more other things, but I decided to focus more on the long-term stuff. And plus, if I made anything longer than four kind of key traits that I have, then you probably will fall asleep and I'll have a sore throat. So without spending any more time, let's begin today's episode. Before I get onto the four key traits that I have that makes me more positive than other people, I really want to point out that there is a scientific reason why some people tend to be more positive than others. And this is really because of a genetic makeup. So it really, really depends on the way your genes are basically structured. Just to quickly run through it, a meta-analysis was done by Stanford University and they examined whether genes can actually play a role in depression and they really found that a higher presence of longer alleles of the 5-HTT-LPR gene that transports serotonin and this hormone is really known to bring about happy emotions along with dopamine. So having a higher presence of the longer alleles of this gene resulted in higher reports of life satisfaction. Something that you can't control, something that you have no control over, really, really affects how satisfied you are with life. And they were able to conclude that 33% of life satisfaction was dependent on these genes, so on your genetic makeup. Another study looking at 2000 twins done by Minnesota Twin Registry showed that actually 50% of life satisfaction depended on genetic makeup, 40% was dependent on what you do in your life, what you decide to do in your life, and 10% on other events. So this could be in your control or it could be out of your control. So that really, really shows that half of your happiness, so 30 to 50% of your happiness is dependent on the structure of your genes, something that you cannot control. So if you realise that you take more time to become happier, to maintain happiness, to maintain positivity, this could really mean that it's your genetic makeup, it's your genes. 
is how you are structured that you have no control over and you will end up taking more time than somebody perhaps like me. That doesn't mean now that we just depend on our genes and you kind of give up saying, oh my gosh, I can't really control any of this. I'll just continue being a pessimistic person. We don't know if we have longer alleles. We know that we can't change anything about it, even if we did know. So why not focus on the things that you do have control over, that 40% that we do have control over? The things that we choose to do, how we choose to perceive things, how we choose to react to things, everything that we have in control, we should focus on that instead of things that we cannot control, we cannot change. This basically leads on to my first way to long-term positivity, and that is not dwelling on what you cannot control. I think this really, really links to the pandemic. Throughout this episode, I'm going to be kind of referencing to the pandemic because it's, of course, relevant and I think it will really help anybody listening. So yes, this really links to the pandemic. We can't do anything but self-isolate. We can't do anything but be in quarantine, um, build on our immune systems, support those that are helping others and just hope for a vaccine to come out soon. The reason why I delayed releasing this episode and I felt super down three weeks ago is because I kept focusing on the things that I couldn't control and I was focusing on the bad side. That obviously took a toll on my mental health. I've been able to bounce back because I'm no longer focusing on the stuff that I cannot control. So I've just accepted what is the reality and I've just moved forward. This approach is really, really essential for any sort of situation. This is not just relevant to the pandemic. Any single situation that you face where you have realised that you can't control it, you have no control on the result and all you just need to do is wait for it to pass. I'm not perfect, nobody's perfect. So I do find myself forgetting this key trait to long-term positivity. I do, of course, keep forgetting from time to time that I can't control everything. And this really makes me feel empty and really upset. But because I have built that positive mindset over a long period of time, no matter how demotivated I feel or how much I want to kind of run away from a situation that is affecting me, I have now learned how to kind of seek out solutions relatively quickly for whatever I'm feeling. If being sad for long periods of time or constantly complaining about something not going your way could solve our problems, then I would really be at the forefront of complaining, for sure. But that is not how we solve anything. You need to remember that it's perfectly fine to feel upset. We are emotionally intelligent beings and sadness is one emotion that is part of our lives. So if we feel it, There's nothing wrong about it. It's just about feeling those sad feelings and then coming out of that, finding solutions, moving forward. I think compared to situations that you can control, situations that you can't control really, really affects people more because no matter how much you try, nothing will really work. And maybe that will be more difficult for people compared to things you can control. I'm not sure. Again, we're all very different. But I think. If you just kind of accept how things are and try to move forward, that is the most positive thing you can really do. Also, even things that you can control, but they are bad experiences, there are always kind of elements of that experience that you cannot control. For example, you can't really control how somebody reacts to something that you've done or something that you've said, unless it's clearly something that will hurt someone or it was intentional. What I think the real problem here is is that humans 
Of course, we're the dominant species of the planet in terms of how we've altered the planet, essentially, as a whole. We are so used to having control over everything, um, even our personal lives. So when situations like the pandemic, COVID-19 outbreak occur, they really end up shattering our self-confidence, our well-being, at least in the initial stages of things like quarantine. Moving away from the pandemic and the outbreak, things like who is willing to make friends with you, who doesn't want to make friends with you, whether an employer really wants to employ you, whether a company that you're working with will go bankrupt tomorrow, whether it will rain on your birthday, whether your best friend will always remain your best friend, whether you'll end up being as successful as those who have kind of followed a similar pathway as you. No matter how much you try, in the end, you don't really know what the result will be. Many times that happens. No matter how hard you try an interview or no matter how hard you try to maintain a friendship, it it might just not go the way that you want. And I think if you accept that from the start, even things that look like you can control, then it will help you from not being affected so much in a negative way. The second key trait, seeking lessons and purpose in all experiences. I think this really applies to bad experiences because we usually don't question good experiences. Why would you really question something that has got you happiness? Unless, of course, you have gotten that happiness by stealing somebody else's happiness, which is no longer happiness, it's just malice. I think this trait has really been triggered by my firm belief of destiny, that events are predestined on the basis of basically two things. First, on what you choose to do in your life, so whatever path you go down certain events will be predestined based on your decisions and your actions. And the second is predestined things that you don't have control over. So regardless of what pathway you go down, whatever you do in your life, these things will always happen. For me, the things that I can't control is God. And I believe that God is the one that kind of decides what certain events are necessary to happen in my life. And I have no control over them. So for me, instead of focusing on the things that I can't control, the things that I can't really explain that have happened to me in my life, I just see them as a predestined event decided by God. If you're not religious and you don't believe in destiny, then take the things you can't control as things that are perhaps controlled by nature and just by the way of life. If you look at nature, nature always strives for a balance. For example, every single species has to go extinct at some point. You can't control that. And that is really a way to balance out everything. Natural disasters is a really, really good, but kind of morbid way of saying that nature is balancing everything. Of course, natural disasters result in deaths. But again, it perhaps is, and most likely is, a way to balance everything out by nature. Predation, something that humans kind of find painful. If you see those documentaries and you see a cheetah running after a deer, you feel really bad. But if apex predators, for example, don't exist, then those effects will cascade down to lower trophic levels. So nature has a way to balance out everything. If you apply that kind of outlook to your life, you will need to balance out certain things as well. You won't just have all bad experiences. You won't just have all good. You need to have that balance, that balance of energy. Whether you like it or not, you can't control the nature of the balance of emotions in your life. So if you can't control that, why don't you just seek purpose, seek meaning behind every single event, even happy ones? 
and every single experience that you have. Just getting into the habit of seeking meaning of every single thing that happens to you, whether it's good, whether it's bad, will just definitely help towards a positive mindset, at least for me. Coming back to the pandemic again, even though it is a really, really horrific event that has happened, it has definitely taught us many, many things. I released five key ways that the pandemic can be related to climate change. I released it on my socials, so you can check that out, or you probably have checked it out. But there are so many more lessons that we've gotten from this pandemic. For example, keeping check of personal hygiene, selfishness that so many people have presented, for example, stockpiling, and also the compassion of many people. For example, the volunteers that have gone out to help others, but they're still risking their lives. All of the medical staff that are out there, medical volunteers are out there, they're risking their life, but they are doing it for a good cause. The importance of socialising traveling especially in this modern life if you look at day-to-day life if somebody decides to stop being a friend if somebody dumps you if somebody goes against you for no apparent reason try to pick out a purpose in that if you haven't done anything wrong and you know that other people know that then that person just basically came in your life to give you a lesson to teach you something it will be in the most indirect way as possible but try to pick out reason for that try to pick out a purpose for that That way you don't regret any of your actions and you move on from things quicker. And the quicker you move on from bad experiences whilst remembering everything that's happened, the quicker you will go to long-term positivity. One good example that I can give you is university. So I initially applied to two universities that I didn't get into. They were my two top choices. And I ended up going to a different university for a completely different degree. Now, after two years of doing it, I've realised that if I did that degree that I originally applied for, I wouldn't have enjoyed it at all because I'd done a module that had aspects of that degree and I really didn't enjoy it. I really, really like the degree that I'm doing right now. It has inspired me to do whatever I do want to do in the future and it has really benefited to me. Two years ago, I was really confused if I should do this degree. I just chose it because I didn't really have any other option. But it really worked out. So sometimes things come in your life that you think are not going to work out, are not going to be good. And you've probably heard this lots of times. But again, a nice, healthy reminder. You just need to kind of go about things, see how things are, take that risk. And sometimes it'll work out, sometimes it won't. Again, that is life. You need that balancing. So that is, I think, key to positivity. And anyways, the only time you really realise purpose, meaning, is when you take a step back from that situation and you see either how better your life has become after going through that or maybe you still need to improve certain things. The third key trait or key habit that I have is expression of gratitude, gratefulness to others and yourself. This is, of course, obvious. I think all of these key traits are obvious. But I really think it's quite shocking when you realise how much you actually take things for granted. Again, if you look at the pandemic, it has really taught us about things that are so important to us, but we take for granted just because of how we use these things on a daily basis or we see these things on a daily basis. For example, seeing friends every day we think oh there's no big deal I'm going to see them tomorrow but now you can't see those friends that you did at least in person using public transport the ease of transport 
even just going for a walk in the park, it's become so difficult getting toilet paper, toiletries, all the essential items that we think, oh, we can just get from the shop. Now we have to think about getting these things maybe after a week, two weeks, just to maintain social distancing. It's of course really easy to take things for granted because we're so used to our daily routines and who we see on a daily basis, what we do, how we live, etc. But when we do take things for granted, it can leave us feeling really, really empty inside for two things. So the first one is that we begin to kind of think we don't have much in our lives and we just start focusing on the things that we don't have instead of the things that we do have. And we blur out anything and everything that we do have. So that can be people, that can be possessions, that can be situations. This continues to happen to me or continue to happen to you. But it's all about snapping out of that and being grateful for what you already do have. The second thing, once we realise that that thing or that person is absent from our lives and we realise how important they or that thing were, our once mundane routines that we didn't really value, once they become disrupted by things like the pandemic, we really feel how ungrateful we've been over time and that can really make us feel empty, at least for some of us. You can feel disappointed and dejected at how you have treated some people or treated some things and it can really really affect you. For example I complain at how small my house is but in this pandemic the requirements of a shelter has become even bigger than what it was before and people that are homeless I don't even know how they're kind of coping with this whole pandemic. I know that countries are now trying to bring these people in and protect them from the virus but initially it would have been so difficult for them. We all have houses to you know stay at home in but people that don't have a home how are they staying protected and in these type of situations you realise that no matter how tiny your house is or wherever your house is at least you have one so you can protect yourself from things like the virus. So taking things for granted don't really feel bad that you do Many people do. I think certain events are really important to happen in people's lives, maybe even the pandemic, where we can realise the importance of the small things in life that are so important for our basic survival, basically. I think the absence of something that has value in your life is really, really important. It doesn't need to be an event and you don't need to wait around for events like this to happen. Instead of waiting for an event to happen, we should be in that constant routine of expressing our gratitude. Gratitude for everything and anyone in our life. A really really important way in staying positive is keeping other people positive as well by telling them how much they mean to you and not just telling them, actions do count as well. That's why I think it's really really important to express gratitude to others for what they have done, what they continue to do and what value they bring to you, to your life. For the things, for the possessions in your life that you've taken for granted, just tell yourself how relieved you are to have whatever you have. For example, your home, clothes, food. Like I said, the people that are homeless, that don't have a permanent home in this current situation, it's so difficult for them. Be grateful for what you have right now. Last but not least, express gratitude to yourself. We are so quick to say, you know, we need to feel grateful for the things we have. And the people we have, we need to constantly show our gratitude and our love to others, etc. 
And we always end up forgetting to say thanks to ourselves. We need to remember that if others are important to you, then you clearly will be important to others as well. It's a two-way thing. And we need to just stop devaluing ourselves and really appreciate how far we have gotten and what we do for others, what we bring for others as well. The fourth trait and the final trait for today's episode is acceptance of negative emotions. I think this is one of the most important traits that I have, that positive people have, and that you really should have if you're struggling with positivity. Acceptance of negative energy is really, really important. Whenever we talk about positivity, everybody of course lists all the different ways to stay happy, make others happy, we just focus on the positive things and of course you would do that because positivity is all about looking at the brighter side of things but to become positive and to maintain positivity, to have long-term positivity, you need to respect and acknowledge your negative energy. Those negative emotions that drive you away from positivity, you need to really focus on them and accept them. If you go ahead and try to suppress your negative emotions, and by negative emotions I mean emotions that make you really feel bad, for example sadness, anger, jealousy, hatred, judgment, etc. If you try to bottle up these negative emotions, this negativity, then it will really really come out in a very ugly way. It will come out in a way that you can't control and it can really 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 end up in damaging not only yourself but your relationships as well. Whenever I've tried to push my negative emotions behind me and tried to be positive, tried to forget all the negativity, I have either unnecessarily lashed out at people who were asking me if I was okay, who wanted to help, or I've stopped interacting with others or just felt so demotivated that I didn't want to do anything. So my work ethic would go down, I just wouldn't be able to do much. The worst thing that has happened to me in terms of my negative emotions and kind of trying to forget the negativity that I mentioned in my mental health episode, let's talk about mental health. If you haven't, checked that out. Was that my suppression of negativity only drove me further away from myself. And for me, there is nothing worse than forgetting who you are and what you have worked yourself towards. Basically forgetting your purpose in life. And negativity, if, you, if I try to forget that and not really solve it, then that is what happens. And that is not something that I look forward to. That is not something that I want. So instead of forgetting or trying to forget the negativity, I focus on it even more. So really, before even thinking about being positive, you need to first accept that you won't feel positive every single day. And that is completely normal. The quicker you accept that, that you are allowed to feel a dip in energy and you are allowed to have a bad time you are allowed to feel negative, the quicker you'll sustain positivity in your life. For example, if you feel jealous of somebody or if you feel like hurting someone that's hurt you or hurt your loved one, if you feel intense anger and you feel like to perhaps hit somebody, instead of pushing this out of your mind and trying to forget it all, just take a minute and stop all your thoughts and focus in on that emotion. Ask yourself why you feel this way and what you can do to resolve it. Trying to forget negative emotions is basically like trying to tell a thief to come back tomorrow to raid your house because you're not ready yet. That is basically what it is. Negativity steals positivity and if you don't focus on it and you don't 
focus on trying to solve the thing that made you feel negative, then it will come back to you in a worse way and take away your happiness even more. I think this trait really links back to my first trait of finding solutions in things instead of wallowing in self-pity. The more active you are in fixing things and solving issues, the more confident you really become in seeing situations in a positive way instead of dwelling in the dark. So it's really about just accepting how you feel and finding a solution for feeling better. One thing I really wanted to discuss, something that I that still affects me, affected me more in the past, but it still does. The misconception that positive people are always happy and always positive. Just like how you need a balance of everything, balance of emotions in your life, you need to also balance out your energies. Positive people, they tend to have higher energies because staying positive is very, very tiring, for sure. I'm going to be honest about that. It requires a lot of energy. So to maintain positivity, you clearly need to have a higher energy than the average person. Given myself, for example, I tend to be more positive from the average person. The problem with this is that anybody that is close enough to me to share their problems, to seek for help, because they have seen me be so positive for a lengthy period of time, they kind of expect that positivity to be constant and it's not really their fault. But like I said, you need that balance and you're going to have fluctuations in your mood and energy. So that positivity is not constant. And whenever I feel that dip in energy or I feel down, many people don't tend to get that. And they think it would just be a little mood swing, I'll come back. And they kind of expect me to have that positivity so they can kind of absorb it and apply it to their life, which is great. But it really, really makes you feel so drained and so empty when you are not really allowed to feel a certain way because you're perceived to be this positive and happy person. It gets really difficult to then focus on what is making me feel down and bounce back because other people are trying to, you know, kind of feed off that energy, the energy that they expect is there, but it really isn't there because it's not there all the time. It can make me feel angry, make me feel upset. It really affected me more in the past, but now I have kind of gone about it and I know how to fix this. I know that communication is key and kind of telling people that, you know, I can't provide that positivity all the time. So two key lessons here. For those that are relying on positive people to get solutions for something, to feel better, etc. Please understand that you cannot always feed off their positivity because they don't feel like that all the time. Just like how everybody has mood swings, everybody has a bad day, so do positive people. You can't expect them, expect them to give that positive energy all the time. And anyways, you shouldn't really be depending on other people to feel positive. Everybody, of course, has someone that they can share their feelings to. And we need to have that person. We need to have somebody else's opinion, someone else to live to hear our experiences, how we're feeling, etc. That's important. But being positive is something that you need to independently gain. You can't keep relying on somebody else for solutions or things to make you feel happy, things to make you feel positive. And second, for people that are the positive ones, that like me, kind of identify as people that focus more on the brighter side of things, please realise that, first of all, you are not alone. If you are a positive person that's listening, please do let me know because it would be really, really good to connect with connect with someone that is really similar to me. 
you have as much right to feel down and to disconnect from positivity as a person who's really positive. We are human, we're going to have that imbalance, we're going to have that fluctuation of emotions, of energy, and the quicker you realise this, the quicker you accept this, the better it will be for your well-being. So really, this fourth trait is just to say that you do not need to be positive all the time, and you most certainly don't need to be positive for others all the time as well. You really just need to accept how you're feeling, and then try to find a solution to how you feel, and then try to bounce back, try to bounce back to positivity. Feeling negativity, feeling bad about something, allowing yourself to feel bad, allowing yourself to accept your negativity is perfectly fine. It's just the way you bounce back and the longevity of your negative emotions, the way you pick yourself up, that really defines how positive you are, that defines your positivity. The negativity that you feel right now, the negativity you felt in the past is not what defines your positive mindset. It is your determination to maintain that mindset, your determination to pick out all the positive things you can in something that is bad and focus on that, see that as a lesson and then move forward. Thank you for listening. I hope you've gained a little more insight to what it's like to be mindful of everything. If you haven't already, hit the subscribe button on your favourite podcast app to be up to date with episode releases and go over to my website mindfuloveverything.home.blog to get more information. This is Agrita with the Mindful of Everything podcast and I shall see you next time.